Hi friend, I'm Tanya Gill. Welcome to Lighten Up and Unstuck Your What the Fuck. Together, we explore the ways through life's stickiest moments and how to live with more peace, joy, love, and gratitude. We're going to talk honestly about what isn't easy so you can discover the light within you that will carry you forward. My friend, this podcast is about you in real life, your body, mind, and soul, and the opportunity to not only live your best, but shine doing it. Welcome to Lighten Up and Unstuck. You're what the fuck, my friends. I'm so excited to introduce you to my friend, Sophia. In a world where personal struggle is inevitable, St. Martin native and Texas resident Sophia Colanges has diligently conjured up the pieces of her life together in a rejuvenating and inspiring way. She has made a conscious yet spiritual decision to stand in her authenticity while living in a culture that projects vulnerability as a weakness. My friends, as you're listening to this, I am absolutely certain that this is already resonating for you. That is what Lighten Up and Unstuck Your What the Fuck is about. And that's why I'm so glad to have you here, Sophia. Sophia, welcome. I have to tell you. having me. I am so happy to have you here. I have to tell you something, though. I was reading your bio, and as I was reading your bio, I was like, oh my God, this woman is incredible. She is a go-getter, and we have lots in common. So you have a BA and a master's degree in social work. I have a BA ed, and I have a social work degree. But really? I know. So Social Workers United, sister, <laughs> right? Uh- um, which also brings us into this whole thing around being empaths, but we can get into that later. Um, but now I, I see that you're also pursuing a doctorate in human service and organizational leadership. Yeah. How cool is that? And you're just going, hoping to finish December, 2022. That's coming up sister. I know it's like five months away and I'm nervous and praying that I get through these, the rest of these courses. Incredible. Incredible. And in addition to all of that, you're also a life coach and, um, and, and you are one of those people who's just so committed to impacting the lives of others. Yeah. Now, when we connected last time, you were telling me about your book, the missing piece. And Mm -hmm. I, I really want you to talk to our listeners about this book and what it's meant for you. The book is called The Missing Piece. And the reason the title is like that, because I went through a season of my life that I was missing something. You ever had like a moment in life, like you're, you're looking like there has to be more, there has to be more out of this. There has to be something, there's something missing. And originally I thought it was P-I-E-C-E piece, Mm. but it was the serenity piece, the P-E-A-C-E piece that I was missing in my life. And that piece, I, as I journeyed through life, I started to understand the more I got closer to God, the more I made that my foundation, the more peace I had to go through the pieces of my life. Achieving the internal peace to feel the pieces, the components of life fully. Correct. That's what that book meant to me. 
I had to find, I had to become and, and absorb and soak in that peace in order to go through the trials, through, through the highs, the lows, you know, the in-between places in lives that when life hits you, like you find yourself like, what am I doing here, right? So Sophia, you know, like we talk about what the fuck moments and, and I know that in life we have lots of them. What happened in your life that inspired you to write this book? Um, I remember I was going through a very hard, depressive, suicidal stage in my life. I was very dark. One of the biggest things that happened to me as a young girl, I got molested as a young girl. And so I was really dark and I needed an outlet. I needed my outlet for a long period of time was that I fought a lot. So I was always fighting just to release the anger. And I remember like, as I got older, I didn't want to be in jail. So I had to find another way, like clinically now they call it a coping mechanism. But back then I needed a way to let this anger out. So I started to write. And I remember writing, I, I remember writing and journaling and I left a thousand percent of myself on paper. And that's when that journey started because I noticed how I started to unveil so I can heal. And that process went on. I, I talked about things that I buried for years. And I started to notice the freedom that I was getting as I was writing. So that ampled me to keep going. That, that fueled me to keep on writing, keep on writing. And then I remember one day I was sitting at work and I was working the greatest night shift. I never, I never wanted my story to be a book. I never wanted to tell my story. It was just my way to release this thing off of my chest. And I just heard in my spirit, turn it into a book. I'm like, no, I don't want, you know, I don't want nobody in my business. I don't want nobody to look at me funny. I don't want nobody to know my deep, dark secrets, you know? So I was hesitant, but then I had to remember, it's not about me. The same freedom I'm getting as I share, as I write, is the same freedom somebody's going to get when they read. I am just the sacrifice, the one who had to go through it for somebody else. So that's what was going on in my life. I was in a very dark place, mentally, spiritually, physically. I carried how I felt on the outside of me. Sophia, I hold you in my heart. First, I, um, I want you to hear from the depths of my soul that I'm sorry that that happened to you. Um, as someone who also experienced that, I, I just want you to know that I really honor and, and hold you tenderly as you share that. Because what you've described is a darkness that comes from the secrets, a darkness that comes from, from something that happened to you as a child and the burden of carrying it. You know, you talked about, about your coping mechanisms and how anger, you know, you didn't want to go to jail, right? Like, you know, it, 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 to some people that might sound hilarious, but to others, that's real. Like right. that kind of emotion once it's buried and buried and buried and buried, it's got to go somewhere. Because like you said, we are all like, it's energy, right? It's all yeah. 
Because Sophia, I really truly believe a lot of people, one of the things that I practice and I preach is the power of journaling, the power of a pen and paper and writing that shit out. And I argue that with a pen and paper, it is more powerful because there's an actual energetic transference from your brain through your body and out. However, right. However, however, someone writes the process of slowing down enough to be able to actually sit and be with some of that emotion can be transformative and healing. And exactly. This is it. Like, the, the the healing process for you right and then as you like you were talking about you were revealing to heal and and as you were revealing these layers and healing along there is so much that others can receive in healing themselves by hearing that story yeah. by understanding what you've been through and i that's that's my goal because I understand how it feels to feel voiceless, to feel trapped, to feel trapped. You're screaming for help, but you have no sound. The one thing, the worst thing is to have a breath, but no sound. And that was me in those moments, going through those dark episodes, those pieces of life, those different seasons, the highs, the lows, the in-betweens. I had a breath but I had no sound to ask for help. What would you say, Sophia, were some of the biggest struggles that made it hard to have a sound with the breath? Feeling vulnerable, feeling that somebody is going to take my, the, the things that I share and use them against me. When being raised in a culture where Every, it's your business, you keep it to yourself, you, you know, like, that's our business, and that's it. So I didn't want to expose some of my hurt, because I was trying to put on this facade that I had it together, put on this mask, that it was all right. So I had to come to a conscious decision to free myself from that. Free myself from the opinion of others because I had to give a voice to myself because everybody else's voice became my voice, became my identity, but that was not who I was. So I had to silence the voice of everybody else and start to tap into the sound of my own heart and my own beat in my own breath. As you started to do that, how did it impact the relationships around you? A lot of people said that I was doing too much. A lot of people, you start to see people's true colors and true, like there's a scripture that says, like only God knows the heart of man. And when you start to do the internal work on the inside of you, God starts to shine the light on different people. Some might be negative. Some might be positive. But the negative ones hurt the most because they're the ones you would have thought were going to support you in this journey of making this conscious decision like, hey, my healing matters. My peace matters. 
I no longer want to be stuck to this stuff. They were like, girl, you doing too much. Girl, why just leave that? Girl, you'll be all right. You'll be fine. You've been making it all these years. You'll be okay. No, I wasn't okay. And that's the lie that we grow up, even as adults. We grow up with this lie when somebody asks you, are you okay? Yes, I'm doing just fine. When oh. you're not okay. So, and you know, Sophia, I have, I have... I have the true meaning of the word fine, right? The true meaning of the word fine is fucked on the inside, nice exterior. Basically, mm. when we say we're fine, we are telling people, I don't really want to give you a piece of me and you yeah. don't really want to hear it anyway. So let's just pretend that everything is fine. Correct. You know, and, and, and you know, it's, it's interesting because as you were talking about as you were talking about your experience of the, some of those relationships and how God shines a light on different people. And sometimes it hurts and sometimes it helps. Yeah. And, and it is all about that learning. And I've had the exact same experience. I mean, I've had people where I've had relationships that have fallen away in the process of, of my own experiences. And it doesn't mean I love them less. It yeah. means that right now that space can't be held together. And, and that's the thing that we have to come to a conscious decision to understand. But it's so hard. Who doesn't want the friends that you had for 12 years? Who doesn't want those friendships you, you, you had for 10 years? You know, those childhood friendships. Who wants those things to break off? We it's, don't. It's a hard truth to really settle in for. But then it's choosing that or choosing to give yourself a sound. And in th that moment, that mattered to me more. I was tired of being everything to everybody else and nothing to myself. Everything to everybody else and nothing to yourself. Sophia, I've absolutely been there. I completely understand it. And actually, I think, I really truly believe that a lot of our listeners who are in helping professions or helping fields will also understand a little bit of that too, because, you know, the process that you, you used to find the missing piece, if you will, was also the publishing of your book, but it, it but the, the book was one modality of your voice. It started with speaking your truth to your immediate world. And, and, and before that, it was being able to speak your truth with yourself and trust your voice. Correct. You know, and that's that really powerful piece. I think, you know, both of us, we're both so passionate about women arriving at a place of really, truly unconditional love of themselves. Yeah. And, and having that space to know that their voice is valid. That their voice matters. Yeah. And, and I'm, I'm starting this movement called Her Voice Impacts. I just did a conference in May 28th. So I did a conference called The Voice Behind the Mask. And that was my first conference. And I believe that that was my truth unveiled, right? The voice behind the mask. What does that voice sound like? 
when you take off that mask, when you take off the fears, when you take off the hurt, when you take off the I'm okay, when you take off the I'm fine, when you take off the I got it all together, but on the inside, you're screaming for help. When you take off that mask and stand in the authenticity of who you are called to be, what does that voice sound like? And my message to the woman at that conference was like, without breath, there is no sound. So you have to understand the meaning of the breath. Because if there is no breath in your being, in your lungs, you can't have a sound. And, and that breath is, and, and you know, the thing about that is, is that while breath happens naturally, when we are intentional about it, is when we create sound. Correct. Right? So it's, it's about having the intention in your life. It's about having that really centered approach to being in you to start with. And, and a lot of it, a lot of it is dealing with my faith. Like I had to come to understanding in the beginning, the Bible talks about like God breathing breath into our being. Right. So we became. And without that breath, we were just nothing. Right. So I had to understand it's that breath that I stand on. It's that breath that gives me meaning to live, give me purpose to live, give me purpose to become. I love when we're talking about becoming. I remember last time we spoke, we had a, a conversation about feeling like an outsider within your own family sometimes and how that impacted you so deeply. And as you were saying that, I was thinking about, you know, having that connection with God and, and also the people around you that, that have created some static and some struggles in your life. That, that was the hardest thing. Cause it's like, okay, God, like, how do you put these people that's supposed to ooh, take care of me? but they're the one who hurts me the most. And as I grow up in my faith, as I mature in my faith, I have to come to the understanding is grace is extended. And then also they're dealing with things that I might not know about. I just have the tools. The difference between me and them is because I now have tools that could help me navigate through my trauma to, through my situations through my the pieces of my life yes. that's the difference so because I have now those tools right I have to now extend the grace yes because that'll make me no less than them well and and it and the thing is oh my god Sophia you are just landing on my heart so deeply because you know Again, you and I, as human beings having human experiences, maybe a little further along in our path and maybe called to inspire others by being a little more public, but that doesn't mean that we're fucking perfect. Correct. And, you know, like seriously. And as you're describing that, I've had so many people who have heard my podcast about trust as you speak your truth. And that's where I talked about my experience of of sharing my sexual abuse by my father with a loved one and it not landing well. 
And I've had people come to me and reach out to me and say, like, like, how are you? Like how this must make you so angry. And it, and some people really want me to arrive at a space of anger. And, you know, like you said, we, you and I, and, and I hear it in you, and I know that I say this for myself, is I don't, I don't have any interest, desire, connection to anger, hatred, disdain. I love my family. I know my truth. And I recognize that their experience of this maybe needs to be different for them right now because they're not as far along in their own journey. And that is grace. That's what it is. That is what it is. That's what it is. And grace looks different for everybody. Because not everybody comes to the same level of maturity, right? So that, that's why we can't allow people to, to turn us into what they want us to be. That's why we have to be able to stand in the authenticity of who we are. Because in that we know, I'm not carrying anger. It takes too much stress. It takes too much weight to be angry all the time. You got to frown when you get in the room. You were happy before you got in. You got in the room. Now you frowning. You mad. You don't even know why you mad. It's hot. It's too much. Right? It's it's too much. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Anger takes a lot of energy and it's like, and, and, and people think, you know, I, I had a conversation with a friend the other day about happiness and people are like, Oh my God, are you happy all the time? The answer is yes. And no, Correct. like I have moments and I'm sure you do too, where I'm like, life is so good. And then I'll have a negative thought and I'll dip and then I'll correct and then I'll come back up. But it doesn't mean that we all live in freaking rainbows and unicorns and fart flowers. Yeah. It's the awareness of being able to visit that darkness briefly and, and see it for what it is and realize you're still healing it and then come back to what serves your highest good. And that's, that's the secret right there. Feelings are like waves. Yeah. So every time you come, they come, you ride the wave, but you don't stay on a wave. A wave doesn't last periods of time. You always have to catch the other wave. So when feelings come, yeah, I have moments of sadness. Yeah, I have moments of anger. I just do not act on my anger. I just do not dwell and allow that sadness to handicap me. I don't like, I don't allow that anger to help me make my decision. That's the difference. And when you have that anger, if, you, if you're in a space where you need to be with it, do something with it and process it. Like be the next Sophia and write your book. Correct. Like, <laughs> and in the meantime, read her book. Read how she processed her anger and her energy and the challenges and turmoils in her life to arrive at a place of authenticity. Serious. It, it's been the journey and it's still a journey. Arriving, arriving, I think, is always made like you have to get there. No, 
we're still journeying. It's a process. You never until, until that last fucking breath. breath. Right? Until that last breath. It comes until back to the that. breath, friend. It's always back to that breath. Always back to that breath. Oh my God. You know what? People are going to want to know how to get in touch with you. I will make sure everything is in the show notes, but if somebody wants to jump on their phone right now and find you or their book, what is the best thing to do? Okay. The best thing to do to find the book, go on amazon.com and the book is called the missing piece. It's P E A C E piece. And you can find me on Facebook and Instagram with my name, Sophia Kalanges, which is C-O-U-L-A-N-G-E-S. Um, I'm on both of those social media platforms. Send me a message, D- DM me, I write back, I respond. I am not that person. Um, so yeah, definitely. And you could check out my website, sophiacalanges.com. Oh, Sophia, you're so good. You're so awesome. Oh, you know what, my friends, I am so glad we had an opportunity to chat with Sophia. And I know that you are going to be fast friends with her just like I am. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast episode with Sophia. Go check her out. And from the bottom of my heart, stay awesome. I love you. Thanks for joining me today, my friend. If you're struggling through your own what the F moments and are ready for a more heart-centered and loving way forward, it is within you. It's time for a self-love adventure. Head on over to perfectlyimperfect.wtf for everything you need, including an amazing community, the collective. Beautiful humans on the same self-love adventure. If what you heard today spoke to you, please leave some love with a review. And don't forget to share this with a friend or 10. I hope to see you on the inside.